every 15 minutes, weather every 10, and sports twice an hour. News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. You're listening to Montana Morning with Peter Christian. Gianforte responds to the disaster in Yellowstone. Good morning, everyone. Montana Morning, it is Wednesday, June 22nd. The sky mostly clear. It's a beautiful morning. We have 48 degrees in Missoula. Our news, sponsored by Mark Cure Insurance, where they've been protecting Missoula and all of western Montana for the last 50 years, offering you home, auto, and business insurance. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte called into the KGVO Newsmakers line about 24 hours ago to provide an update on what his office is doing in conjunction with the federal government to assist in the recovery of Yellowstone Park and the surrounding communities after the recent devastating flood. Gianforte outlined his first official acts to help the situation. We requested the federal emergency declaration last Monday. Uh, It was approved uh, late last week on Friday. I met with the FEMA administrator, and and kudos to them. Uh, This is the head of FEMA in the United States. She didn't form a committee. She didn't call a consultant. She got on an airplane and flew to Montana to see the damage firsthand uh, and brought her whole team with her. Gianforte provided a bird's-eye view of the damage. On Friday, we flew over the Gardner River, Paradise Valley, the road into the park. It's just gone in many places. The main highway bridge, the 89 bridge, Point of Rocks, was completely washed out. But the thing that was most dramatic to me was the gal that owns the Yellowstone River Hotel in Gardner. In the town hall meeting we had Friday, it was standing room only, she held up an inch-thick stack of cancellations for hotel rooms she had received in the last 48 hours. The governor emphasized the great lengths that contractors are taking to repair the destroyed infrastructure within the park. Today, that 89 bridge in Paradise Valley should be reopened. Kudos to the contractor. I talked to him yesterday. They hauled 5,000 tons of rock in there. They ran 13-hour shifts to reopen that lifeline to Gardner. Now we got to get the park open. We've been working with the superintendent. They have a plan to build an alternative route into the park because without that tourism traffic, uh, those Main Street businesses in Gardner, Red Lodge, are just not going to survive. And Jim Forte said KGVO listeners can help remedy the tragic situation of the Yellowstone area by traveling to the Paradise Valley and spending some money. Here's something every Montanan can do. Um, Paradise Valley is beautiful. Chico Hot Springs. Uh, there's five rafting companies in Gardner. Um You can fish the Yellowstone River. You can stay in one of the hotels. You can buy lunch down there. I would encourage people to go down and spend some money. Why not make a weekend of it? Uh, I'm planning on rafting the Yellowstone River uh, down in Gardner, uh, and I hope other people do. The Red Lodge Rodeo is coming up. I'm planning on being there, and uh, maybe we'll drop a little coin, and uh, that'll help the community as well. The governor said the president's disaster declaration is already beginning to provide needed funds and other federal assistance for people in the affected areas. Visitors will return to a changed landscape in National Yellowstone Park starting today as it reopens following record floods that reshaped the park's rivers and canyons, wiped out numerous roads, and left some areas famous for their wildlife viewing inaccessible, possibly for months to come. Park managers are raising the gates uh, here in about two hours at three of Yellowstone's five entrances for the first time since the June 13th flooding. KGVO News was invited to a sit-down discussion yesterday with Missoula Police Chief Jason White, who answered questions on a variety of public safety topics with reporters. 
The conversation started with a question on what the Missoula Police Department's policy might be in the event of a school shooting incident, such as the recent tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. We do not have a standard operating procedure that we would go to for that. However, that being said, we have trained uniformly in the alert system, so we do have built-in responses that will be uniform, but unfortunately not every given situation is can be accounted for. Our default is going to be to get into the school however we need to get into the school and being able to address the ongoing threat. Another sensitive question addressed the Missoula Police Department's policy on officer-involved shootings. Chief White said an officer does have the right to use deadly force in specific conditions. You have to look at the statutory authority that Montana gives us in the MCA that allows officers to defend themselves from death or serious bodily injury, and we are also authorized to use deadly force to defend the life or serious bodily injury to another. Chief White said in the event of an officer-involved shooting, the investigation will be immediately transferred to the Montana Department of Criminal Investigation, the DCI in Helena. We will bring in the Division of Criminal Investigations from from the state to do the criminal investigation into the matter. They will be doing that in that criminal investigation. We turn everything over to them. They are, the, the evidence, the body war camera footage, if it exists, none of that belongs to the Missoula Police Department at that point in time. It all belongs to DCI and is part of that investigation. And with every officer-involved shooting, a coroner's inquest is held to determine if the officer followed departmental policy or may have broken the law. Chief White also referenced the recent SWAT team deployment that occurred near southwest Higgins in response to a question from another reporter in which he stated the policy for deploying the special unit. Once a month, KGVO invites the spokespersons from both major political parties to answer questions from listeners on various topics. Appearing for the Montana Republican Party yesterday was Chairman Don Kalschmidt, also known as Don K. Kalschmidt said the primary produced two strong candidates for the U.S. House of Representatives. The results from two weeks ago proved what we've known all along, that Montanans are really fed up with the liberal crazy Democrats, Joe Biden and John Tester, and and fired up to elect Republicans in November. You know, we came out of the primary with two excellent candidates for Congress, with Representative Rosendale for the Eastern uh, Montana District and former Congressman, Interior Secretary, and Navy SEAL Ryan Zinke for Western Montana. He referenced the turnout of the state's Republicans versus Democrats. When you look at the numbers of Republicans that turned out to vote, It really is crystal clear that we are in great shape heading into the general election. A couple numbers here for you, Peter, and your listeners. In this last primary, uh, last month's primary, over 180,000 Republicans turned out to vote, while in contrast, only 90,000 Democrats turned out to vote. We outperformed the Montana Democrats almost two to one. Referencing the nonpartisan Montana Supreme Court race, Kalschmidt said the big out-of-state money is behind the person he termed a liberal judge. In the Montana Supreme Court race, which is not even partisan, uh, between Ingrid Gustafson and James Brown, the fundraising arm of the Montana Trial Lawyers Association has already dumped near $100,000 into liberal activist Ingrid Gustafson's uh, campaign. And as we get closer to November, those kinds of numbers are continue to rise. So we need to make sure that uh, 
uh, like-minded Montanans are going to be voting for James Brown going forward. Of course, that's Ingrid Gustafson. Uh, Cal Schmidt was also asked about the topic of voter integrity. The National Republican Party and all states are working on voter integrity. Believe me, uh, it, what happened in 2020 is not lost on, on all people. And I think everybody is concerned about voter integrity, uh, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. We want we want a fair uh, vote. So I think there's a lot of effort being put forward to that. And I think you'll uh, you'll see a, a good, fair election this next cycle. Also appearing on Tuesday's Talk Back show, Montana Democratic Chair Robin Driscoll. Our news talk time, 6.13. Plenty of sunshine today with highs in the low 80s. Winds will be breezy, gusting up to 20 miles per hour tonight. Lows stay mild, dropping into the mid-50s. We'll be in the upper 70s, close to the 80-degree mark on Thursday, but a cold front moves through, pushing our temperatures back into the upper 60s and mid-70s by Friday. Temperatures, though, will be in the mid-80s, even close to the 90-degree mark as we head into the weekend and early next week. I'm meteorologist Brooke Foster for Missoula's KECI 13, your severe weather alert station. Thank you, Brooke. Right now, the sky mostly clear. It's a lovely morning out there. We have 48 degrees in Missoula. This portion of Montana Morning brought to you by Paradise Falls. Don't forget, after the movie, the concert, uh, softball, or paddleheads game, whatever you might be doing, don't forget Paradise Falls does serve delicious dinner menu, uh, their menu, all the way until 11 every night. And they'll be serving breakfast here in about 45 minutes, so good way to start the day as well. News talk time now is 6.15. On the way, we've got Rob.